0: Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Fum, and today we are going to be doing the second bye week show for the New York Giants, talking about a defensive review, this halfway point in the 2021 season. Giants with three wins and looking to build off of a recent victory against the Raiders, coming out of their bye against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who recently lost... another NFC East team the Washington football team so Chris today talking defense and the defense actually has been as one might suspect a strong suit for this Giants roster they have been the reason why that they've won the three football games that they've played which you can maybe remove that Panthers game because of who they went up against at quarterback but the one thing the one resounding thing that was the strength last year and didn't really start off that great in 2021, but once they got their feet underneath them and they got into a rhythm has become the obvious strength yet again, which is their pass coverage, their ability to defend the pass, uh, the ability to shut down big name players like Travis Kelsey when they played the Chiefs. But in pass defense, they have been super, super effective, which you can credit to the playmakers that they have on the defensive side of the ball, as well as the uh, play calling of Patrick Graham.
1: Yeah, over the last, uh, I'll I'll say two weeks particularly. Like you, know, I'm I, I'm not sure we sh- how heavily we should wait that Panthers game, uh, just because yeah Sam Darnold, but against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, against Derek Carr and the Raiders, the Giants defense played really well. Uh, I I would like it if they could get their defense going to start the season, yeah. You know, Like you said, last year, it took them a few weeks before they got going. This year, it took them a few weeks before they got going. Uh, The the defense was almost a a liability for the first four or five weeks of the season. But now it seems they've, they've found their footing. And like last year, it's really being driven by their pass coverage. Yeah, they did a really good job of basically taking away everything beyond like five or six yards downfield from both the chiefs and the Raiders and really limiting them in what they could do through the air uh, set up a whole lot for the giants defense and basically allowed the defense to keep the offense in the game long enough for them to do something.
0: Right. right. That's the, I I like the way that you phrase that the the defense has put this Giants offense in a position where they have to do basically the bare minimum uh, to win football games if they, if they can just produce a little bit of output. And part of that comes with the fact that they're able to score points for the freaking offense. And I'm talking specifically about that that pick six that Xavier McKinney had against the Raiders. Plays like that are, are what's keeping this Giants offense afloat, even though they can't produce their own production Um, And hopefully that's not the case for the remainder of the season. We talked about some of those offensive issues and some of the things that uh, the Giants need to fix offensively, and hopefully they do so that they don't need Xavier McKinney to run back an interception for a touchdown. But the pass coverage has been very, very effective. It has been putting these uh, quality quarterbacks, again, take Sam Darnold out of the equation, but the past two that they went against, Pat Mahomes, Derek Carr, guys who are performing above average, Pat Mahomes is an MVP quality quarterback putting them in situations where they might think that they have somebody to get the ball to, but that coverage is a lot more locked down than it appears to be. Like against the Chiefs, they talked about a ton how Pat Mahomes tried to push the ball deep a ton to Tyree Kill, but Adoree Jackson did a really good job in coverage that what looked like a deep ball that was open was an opportunity for Adoree Jackson to tip a pass. And then against the Raiders, they made it seem like that there were openings in the coverage, but that then allowed Xavier McKinney to step in and get two interceptions. So stuff like that, the coverage, uh, the play calling has been fantastic. And if they win more football games and depending on how many more they win in this final stretch, it is going to be because the pass coverage does a really, really good job.
1: Yeah. And that also sets up the rest of the defense. If there, yeah, the we'll touch on the pass rush in a little bit. But by really keeping the ball in quarterbacks hands, it gives those pass rushers that much more time to beat their blocks, to disrupt the quarterback, to force mistakes, to eventually get sacks. And it also allows Patrick Graham that much more freedom in designing blitz schemes, which is really where a lot of the, a lot of the Giants pass rush comes from, you know, between coverage sacks or blitzes, you know, even if it isn't the blitzer himself getting the sack, it forces the mistakes and it creates opportunities for other players.
0: Yeah, it definitely gives a lot of opportunities to guys to step up. But on the flip side of things, talking weaknesses, you already hit on that pass rush and that continues to be a problem for this Giants defense, something that we talked about all off season that needed to be corrected. The drafted Aziz ojalari and Ojalary has been actually a pretty high impact rookie, but the, the lack of natural pass rush from this defense uh, has I think hindered them from going from being a good defense to being a really, really talented one. If if they could create pass rush with some of their, their guys, they could be really shut down against some of these opposing teams. But there are some plays where Guys are sitting there for three, four seconds and they have time to move. They have time to find somebody and there's nobody really to hit home. Besides besides Ojalary, I, I really can't pinpoint anyone who has been productive and also had some splash plays, um, except maybe you throw in Quincy Roche. But again, those are two rookies that are doing that. There, there really does need to be more of an effort from some of these other guys and more of an impact from some of these other guys.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially guys like Lorenzo Carter or no Shane Ziminez. You know, they're the guys the giants should be counting on to generate their pass rush. Uh, Leonard Williams is a really good run defender. He's, he can get production as a pass rusher, but he needs time. He's always been a guy who's delivered more pressures than sacks yeah you know, really last year and this year what has been the difference has been the Giants secondary again keeping the ball in quarterbacks hands which gives them gives the defensive linemen enough time to get into the backfield uh, you know, right now you talk about the rookies Ojalari and Roche you know they're the guys who are able to win their matchups the quickest uh you know so far the Giants have it's near as I can tell as, as close as I've been able to find two sacks in less than three seconds that have taken less than three seconds to get home. Uh, one was way back. I believe it was in week three against the Falcons with, uh, Aziz Ojolari and that sack was completely unblocked. Uh, they, it was a, looked like it was a protection breakdown where he just wasn't accounted for at all. And then, this past week against the Raiders with Roche's game-ending sack. You know, the ogilari sack was 2.8 seconds. The Rocher sack was 2.9 seconds. Other than that, the Giants' fastest sacks have been, you know, three and a half, four seconds, which is really, again, a testament to their coverage. But that is that lack of a natural pass rush, the ability to get home with just four rushers and to do so quickly, yeah. You know, that really has held their defense back from being a lot more consistent because it puts that much more that much more strain on the secondary to hold up uh, to either hold up while covering four blitzes or to hold up for four or five seconds or to try to bait quarterbacks into bad throws or ill-advised throws. And that kind of defense, it's, it works for the Giants. And when it works, it works great, but it's not it, – it's not – I don't want to say it's not sustainable, but it's not not a brand of defense you want to have to rely on.
0: Well, I would argue it it isn't sustainable. I think that's actually a great word to describe it because um, if you can't get guys that can get home in three seconds, you basically are asking your secondary to be perfect on every single play, and that's just unrealistic. You need guys on the D-line to step up, and the interior guys are great. They're just not pass rushers. They're not going to create those types of pressures because they're just not built to do it. Sure, they'll get there in four or five seconds, but to ask your 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 secondary to cover that long, it's going to wear down your secondary eventually from just being gassed from covering that long in a lot of plays. So that's something I hope that some guys can step up and maybe Ojalari can step up a little bit more and and get home a little bit quicker. But that inability to get home within three seconds is is a, a concerning issue at this point for the defense. What has also been very concerning, and it feels like it's been cleaned up a bit more, is just a, a general lack of discipline. The thing that we saw early on that is, has gone away a little bit but still pops up is, for me, the big thing, Chris, is the, is the lack of tackling. There, there were a lot of instances early on where they just were not wrapping up, uh, they weren't taking proper angles. There were a lot of missed tackles that led to a lot of chunk plays. And I think it's slowly going away, but you would hope an emphasis during the bye week um, could help it completely disappear uh, once they gear up for the second half of the season. Yeah, that that was a
1: concern of ours going all the way back to the preseason. And it still crops up. You still see you know, the Giants will be good against the run. They'll be stout at the point of attack. And then all of a sudden they won't be. And you'll have defensive linemen playing with bad leverage or linebackers taking bad angles to the ball or linebackers or secondary players, just going for the old shoulder check to try to get a running back on the ground. And, that sort of thing just doesn't work. And that's when you start, see the two and three yard runs turn into six and seven yard runs and the six and seven yard runs turn into 20 yard runs. And we do kind of sort of see the same thing in pass coverage where, especially in like run after catch situations, you'll see secondary players take not great angles to the ball and Wide receivers or tight ends, you know, trying to get shoulder checked or basically going down to shoestring tackles as opposed to just a good solid form tackle. And, you know, it's those extra two yards, three yards, maybe of a guy just getting knocked off balance and then falling forward. Those add up. And that's a really bad way for a defense to just kind of leak and bleed yardage. And, you know, just sustain drives and ultimately give up more points than they really should.
0: Yeah. And again, that stuff's been kind of clearing up a little bit these past couple of weeks as the defense is, is found a, a bit more of a rhythm, but something that still needs to be addressed and, and hopefully is. So we're coming out of the bye week, Chris, and they're at this final stretch of the season where if the defense plays with, they have over the past two games, they could really make a dent in, in their schedule. And, Maybe rally to close to 500. I wouldn't say that it's an impossibility, but it is going to take uh, a, a consistent and a conceded effort from everybody to step up. And the one thing that we pinpointed coming out of the buy um, that does need to be addressed is those fundamentals, those tackling fundamentals, uh, some of the coverage over the middle of the field, those things. If you come out of the buy and you address them, I think this defense could be very, very strong uh, going up against the Bucks and then some weaker games like the Bears and the uh, the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, the I you know we talked about it when we were previewing the Raiders' defense. We just talked about it. You know, doing the little things right is one of the most important things a defense can do. Yeah, you, know, you don't think a yard here, two yards there, you know, whatever can add up. But if an if an offense is getting sixty plays a game, that's you know potentially a hundred yards difference on if you're giving up one or two yards every play that you don't strictly have to just because of you know, poor tackling, sloppy tackling, poor angles, or you know really bad is when you have just breakdowns in communication or you're giving up first downs to the opposing offense because you're just not playing disciplined football and getting penalties. Yeah. You know, one of the real interesting things I found just looking through uh, Pro Football references stats is the Giants offense is actually right at the top of the league for first downs gained by penalty. And you know, that just seems interesting to me that you know you can again it's a it's a, me- a measure of just hidden yardage and the Giants don't need to be helping their defense as much as other defenses are helping their offense.
0: Yeah. You, you don't want to be giving up that hidden yardage you know, that's, that's something that like, we've talked about a lot on the show is that um, it, it is, it, it is really killing your defense when you make a really good play and you're in the right position, but you, you end up missing up, a, a, you know, the last final seconds of a play, which turns a five yard gain into a 15 yard gain or a, Two yard loss into a a three yard gain, stuff like that does really, really add up. And you would really hope that the Giants do clean that stuff up um, after the bye week. Now, Chris, if we were looking ahead and after getting to see all this stuff during the the season and we get a sense of what needs to be fixed for the offseason, I think that the one thing is that's blatantly clear for me. And then there's one that's kind of also needs to be addressed, but might not be as blatant because there's a major injury being dealt with Um, but the first is adding some type of a pass rush and luckily for the Giants this draft class does feature a very deep edge class and that will allow them to draft somebody with one of their first round picks and also if they don't get in that position to do so early in the second round there are a lot of really, really good guys that could add a boost as either a rotational or a premier pass rusher, depending on where they're selecting. So trying to fix that pass rush is going to be very, very critical for the offseason. And I would argue it is uh, the number one priority defensively. I would I would try to fix that before I would do anything else with this defense that seemingly has a, is built very good in the secondary. But the pass rush definitely needs to be fixed before they can take that next step defensively.
1: Yeah, well, you, you can never have enough pass rushers. There's yeah, some team out there that always seem to believe that, but they've kind of gotten away from it. I can't I can't put, quite put my finger on which team that is. But anyway, but uh, yeah, I like, I'm as excited as anybody to see what happens with Ezeojalari and Ellerson Smith and Quincy Roche. But yeah, you know, the best defenses always have not just one pass rusher but two, three, four pass rushers who they can line up in a variety of spots, they can rotate them on and off the field to make sure they are fresh and ready to go at the end of half, at the end of the game when those third downs and you know derailing two minute drills <coughs> matter the absolute most when being able to attack a passer, not just wait and hope the quarterback throws a bad ball or holds on to it just a little bit too long, but actually physically affect him, put him on the ground, hit his hand as he's throwing that sort of thing can end a game. And the giants just have not done enough of that lately. And you need to get an athlete, a guy who preferably in the first two rounds, but the giants have five picks in the first three rounds and you can still get decent pass rushers in the third round, but, getting a guy who has that, those athletic tools that you can hone and put to use and just send him out there to pin his ears back and get after quarterbacks. And also, if they can play the edge and play the run game on the edge, that would be a, a big help as well. But really addressing the edge position, it, you know, the Giants probably aren't going to get Kayvon Thibodeau. No. But... as nice as that would be (laughs) yeah but but maybe a a drake jackson or an aiden hutchinson or somebody like that they could be able to get Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be a huge boost to their defense having a either a true number one pass rusher or a really really good bookend for aziz ogilari and then make roche and ellerson smith depth players or guys you could bring on in uh, a four aces package or you know all of those things we got so used to watching the giants do from 2007 to 2011 that they just really haven't done much much of in the last decade so i think that's something the giants really do have to look at on the defensive side of the ball i also think the middle of the field is another place they should look. you know, we've talked about it before. Logan Ryan isn't getting any younger. Blake Martinez is coming into the last year of his deal, coming off of a torn ACL. And really, the Giants have, for a long, long time, struggled to defend the middle of the field, uh, whether it's by slot receivers or tight ends or running backs attacking the middle of their field. They really struggled to match up. And they always seem to be at a speed disadvantage at the linebacker position. And that's something we have been really wanting them to address in a bunch of off seasons lately. Like they tried it with Alec Ogletree, but he's just not very good and wound up covering grass more often than not. You know, we wanted them to draft Isaiah Simmons. We wanted them to look at uh, Jeremy Chin or Kyle Duggar. Uh, obviously, Jock, Jeremiah Moa. Yeah there have been these really athletic uh, off ball second level players, whether they're safeties or linebackers, it doesn't really matter anymore. And the giants have looked elsewhere. I really want them to really look at that position this coming year, either in free agency, although they're going to be probably going to be cash strapped. So more likely in the draft and Maybe also a safety because, again, Jabril Peppers is injured. I believe his contract is up. Uh, Logan Ryan isn't getting any younger. There is kind of an under-the-radar need there at safety. But again, these are all just strictly on the defensive side of the ball. I think the number one priority has to be the offensive line.
0: Yeah, the, the offensive line is definitely going to be the, the one thing I think we harp on a ton. And if they can address linebacker, too, that that tertiary need is, is definitely apparent because separate from Blake Martinez, they really don't have any depth. Um, they don't have any young guys that you can point to and say, like, hey, th- this is really promising. Like, he could develop into somebody. There's nobody really to look at at the linebacker position. It feels like it's been a long time since the Giants have had that. Not to mention the fact that Martinez... Doesn't have that much time left on his contract as well. So they'll need to draft somebody within the first three rounds. They've got the picks to do it, but it's a matter of if they actually address it. Uh, There's not a ton of great linebackers in this year's class, but hopefully they can find somebody that does fit that need uh, and could could really help this this linebacker group. Folks, that's going to be it from us on this defensive review show. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. And then we're going to be previewing the Monday night football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, coming your way very, very soon, likely on Thursday.